guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hi guys, Morgan here from Joy and Hope bringing you another episode. Before we get to the good stuff though, as always, I want to pause and take a moment to encourage you to please hit the subscribe button if you're not already subscribed to this channel. My hope is to have 1,000 subscribers soon on YouTube because hopefully that will allow me to apply to have this channel start running ads and things and make a little bit more income that way. And additionally, I want to pause and shout out all of my patrons. The last I checked, I was at 29, which is so exciting. Thank you to each and every one of you who have chosen to support this mission financially in that way. I wanted to say a little bit uh, more about that briefly. There are different membership tiers on Patreon, the lowest being $3 a month. That's less than the price of a special specialty drink at Starbucks, less than a drink you would get going out with friends for a night, and it's just that amount a month, minimum. So if you have not yet become a patron, I ask you to prayerfully consider doing that and supporting this mission in that way. My goal is to have 50 patrons by this time, two weeks from today. So here's to hoping. And speaking of hope, let's get to the next episode of Joy and Hope. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus, Maria, ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. If I can learn to do it, you can learn to do it. There's nothing to it. I don't really remember how that goes, but the first part of that song <laughs> has been on my mind for the whole past week. And if you get that reference, actually feel free to comment below and I'll give you a shout out in the next video. But seriously, there's a lot of truth to it. What I'm about to talk about, trust me, if I can learn to do it, so can you. Maybe you're wondering, what exactly does she mean by this just friends thing? Well, I'm going to tell you. I don't know. <laughs> and I want to make a disclaimer. None of these videos, episodes, podcasts, if that's how you're listening to this, etc., are set in stone. Obviously, I am no scripture scholar, moral theologian. Yes, I have a theology degree from Benedictine College. Praise God. And if that means anything to you, cool. But at the same time, it's not like what I'm saying is church doctrine uh, or anything remotely to that level. So all I ever do is offer my thoughts, prayers, and ponderings on different subjects and yes, I hope that there is truth to them. And especially if I'm talking about things the Catholic Church specifically is teaching. 
yes, then my goal is always to be 100% in line with Christ and his church. But especially on topics like this that are just kind of more personal, please know that I am not coming at you saying like, this is exactly how it should be across the board, not just in my life, but in yours as well. This is more of a conversation, me sharing my thoughts on the matter. And I would always love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. So definitely feel free to get in on the conversation in that way or on other social media platforms. So today, what I want to talk about is being just friends with someone. So specifically someone of the opposite sex. So even though I'm going to be talking a lot about me being friends with guys, please know that it's obviously translating either way. So the reason I want to talk about this is honestly just because it has been on my mind and heart a lot lately. I am not good at being just friends with someone. I didn't even know what a platonic relationship slash friendship was until a few years ago. So growing up, I think I have just always been the kind of person who's had tons of crushes all the time. Yes, I think that's partly just my personality, but I also think that there's a lot of truth to be said for the fact that our society social conditions us in a way, um, in many ways, but I think as far as romantic relationships go, from the time we are very young, our society just makes us think that that's something that should be on our radar. For example, what is almost every movie, if not every other movie about? Literally, like whether it's a kid's movie, whether it's like an adult movie, like every other movie, I swear, is about love and falling in love. So growing up, what did I watch? I watched Disney movies. And what is the plot of every Disney princess movie ever up to maybe 2000, which was the first four years of my life. Fun fact, I'm turning 24 today. So it's like from 1996 to 2000, what was I watching? Disney. And what did every Disney movie have in it? Even if it wasn't the main plot line. Like, I mean, I haven't fact checked this, but I'm sure if you go back and look at every Disney movie from the four, the first four years of my life, it was like, there was a romantic aspect in it. Somebody fell in love with somebody. So from the time I was little, I just grew up being like, oh, that's a thing. And that's really cool. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But at the same time, as I got older, I just continued to take in that kind of media. So I remember, especially when I was in grade school and middle school, I loved reading. I've always loved reading. And what were the books that I was reading? Always about, maybe not again, every book, but at least every other book, love and falling in love, or even if it was just liking someone. Oh my gosh, middle school for sure. Like that's when I went through the phase of like all of the sappy teen girl, vampire, romance novels, etc. Like it's a genre for a reason because girls especially buy into that. At least I did. And also just going to school and like having friends, you just talked about 
who you liked. And again, don't really know why, don't really know where it came from, whether it was like parents or family members or your teachers or whoever, like you just, okay, when I say you, again, I'm talking about me, at least. <laughs> like I've just grown up with people being like, so Morgan, like, who do you like? Like, who do you, who do you think the cutest boy is in your class? Or like my friends being like, who do you have a crush on? And even if you didn't at the time, suddenly there was this pressure to like, Think about guys in that way. So I don't think it's totally my fault that from the time I was like four, I was just like, it was ingrained in me to see every guy I encountered as a potential partner. And that's ridiculous, right? Because our relationships should always start with the foundation of a friendship. Whether that's like just friends of the same sex, whether that's like, a guy or a girl of the opposite sex, like the Lord wants us to be brothers and sisters in him before anything else. But I didn't really grow up with that kind of upbringing for better or worse. I know it wasn't intended ever as a bad thing on the part of anyone who kind of like helped me develop in that way. Um, it was just how it was. However, looking back now, it's like, hmm, this makes sense why it is so difficult for me at this point in my life to just get to know someone and have it remain on the level of friendship and not immediately read into stuff. So I want to talk a little bit more specifically, fast forward about 20 years now <laughs> to present day situations and at least in the past couple of years situations. So when I was in eighth grade, I've shared this before, like when I was in eighth grade, that's when I first really started falling in love with my faith. And honest to goodness, you guys, I just loved Jesus. I just loved Jesus. I, yes, had always had crushes like from the time I was little and still at this point in my life, could it, could name at least two guys in my class that I had a really big crush on and thought were super cute. But once I started falling in love with the Lord, it didn't matter. These people started to become less attractive because their faith didn't seem as important to them. So even if they were still cute, my eyes were really just for Christ to the point where I started considering religious life because I had so many good friends who love the Lord so much that I was like, hmm, maybe I'm just being called to love him completely, totally forever in this way of life. But then of course, as soon as I started dating in high school, that thought went out the window because I started meeting these guys who I thought, oh my gosh, like he's Catholic and he seems to care about his faith. <laughs> even though some of those judgments were literally made on the foundation of one guy wearing a t-shirt that said, real men love Jesus. It's like Morgan, anyone can put on that t-shirt. Like it doesn't mean he loves God or is even a really sure sign. Um, another one of my boyfriends just having been Catholic and me thinking, well, that means something. Not necessarily. Some people don't care about their faith at least to the extent that you might, even if they still say 
they do. So in high school, like when I was in these different relationships, I don't think it was really for the right reasons in the end. Do I regret them? No, absolutely not. But definitely at that point in my life, I wasn't ready to date. And I didn't know that because again, for better or worse, no one really helped me discern that. So as I got out of kind of a messy breakup, um, going into my senior year of high school, I was just in a really bad place. And as I was going off to college, Benedictine, which is a really great Catholic college, it might sound silly, but I went into college undeclared, but hoping for a Mrs. degree. Even though I didn't, again, know what that meant at the time, I definitely went into college caring more about guys than God, which was totally wrong of me, but I'm going to be honest, that's where I was at with it. So every guy I started encountering as it had been for years, it was immediately like, am I attracted to you? And then immediate follow-up question was, if not, are you even worth my time? And sadly, in the back of my mind, the answer more often than not was no. I didn't have the foundation of friendship, even on my mind, but certainly not in my life. And I think part of that was also because in high school, I had had so many different friendships, some of which truly were platonic from day one. Meaning, if you don't know what the term platonic refers to, meaning totally just friends, like there never being a question about it. And there were many friends that I could name, if I really think about it, in high school where I never had feelings for the guy, he never had feelings for me, we were truly just friends. However, there were many instances where I liked someone who didn't like me back or I was really good friends with someone who I never thought of romantically, but then ended up telling me they had feelings for me. And what would end up happening was it would change things. Like even if I didn't want that to happen or even if like, if a guy told me that and I was like, I'm really sorry, I don't feel the same way, but like, I really do want to stay friends. The truth is that even if you are still friends after that point, it is going to be different. It is always different. Just because you now know how they felt for you and that you didn't feel that way back. And it does, it just alters things a little bit. So I think once I got into college, I started being more aware of that because it had happened to me so many times, whether it was the receiving end or me like liking someone. <laughs> I didn't mean to say like liking, even though isn't that true? It's like, oh, I like this, but oh, I really, I like like this as far as guys. Ugh. Anyway, not what I meant to say. Moving on. I think because I had had that experience so many times with so many different guys, I just got this idea in my mind that it was impossible to just be friends. 
which is dumb and is totally untrue. And I am here to say that I think it is possible even if it is very difficult and it is worth fighting for. So as I got into my freshman year of college, I did develop many friendships with girls, but also with guys. And with the guys, it was actual friendships. But in the back of my mind, it was always still sometimes a question like, hmm, like I wonder if he likes me though, because I was scared. Like I was scared to lose these different friends, kind of like I had in high school, because at least every guy that had told me he liked me that I was like, I don't feel that way about you. We ended up not being as good of friends because it was just too hard for him. Like, and that sucked. So I think I was just scared and maybe you can relate to this. It's really hard when relationships change and then you kind of carry that with you into the future without realizing it. At least that's how it was for me. So the four years I was in college, it's sad but true, I had very few platonic relationships with guys because either I would end up catching feelings for him or he would end up catching feelings for me. And I'll be honest, the second didn't happen very often in college, at least whereas in high school, like I had been asked out a lot. I, um, yeah, that didn't really happen in college. And there are a lot of reasons why I think God allowed that to happen, but I'll just leave it at that. I didn't date anyone in college, not by choice, but because no one that I really liked was interested in me. And it was hard because for the first time in my life in college, there were um, a couple instances where it was like, should I tell him? Like, we've been friends for such a long time and I like him so much and I could see us together and I could see how some of the things that he's doing, like, might make it seem like he likes me. What do I do with that? And there was at least one instance where I was very convicted in my prayer, um, by my friends that I should tell the guy how I felt because at least at that point, it was so emotionally draining for me to just wonder all of the time. And sure enough, I did. I told him how I felt and he was like, I've never felt that way about you, but I still really wanna be friends. And for the first time in my life, like I had never done that before that moment, it was so terrifying. I don't regret doing it, but it was not easy. And after that, it changed because it just does. So again, not advocating like your life has to look exactly like mine, but I don't regret it because I lost so much sleep and peace of mind, just constantly questioning whether or not he liked me. So even though it hurt so much to hear those words, I've never felt that way about you and still don't. At least they gave me the peace of mind to know we were just friends, even if things kind of changed after that point, for better or for worse. And as I moved on from that experience, 
I just really got to see myself in a different light. Because here's the thing. <laughs> I am so firmly convicted at this point in my life that if a guy likes you or vice versa, I guess, but at the same time, I am just like of the traditional mindset that a guy should pursue a girl and ladies, if he's not letting you know he likes you, then don't worry about it. Um, like if a guy likes you, he's going to do something about it. He's going to tell you, he's going to ask you out. He's going to pursue you. Why? Why do I say that with such certainty? Because all of the guys who I liked, who I had either convinced myself didn't feel that way about me or was too scared to tell because I had only told this one guy, but I had so many crushes in college, it was insane. Um, how do I know that it wasn't that they were just too scared to ask me out? Because many of them are now married. <laughs> or in serious dating relationships, or have at least had a girlfriend in the past, or have at least asked a girl out. All of which goes to show, Morgan, it's not that you're just like too amazing and it's over, because these are sometimes the things that like your friends will try to tell you to make you feel better. It's not just because, oh my gosh, you're so amazing, he's like intimidated by you. It's not just that he doesn't feel like this is a good time for him in his life. And it's not because he wants to go be a priest or is discerning religious life. Because I'm sorry, I'm just going to make this claim right now. If someone likes you, they're going to let you know. They're going to let you know. And even if the last thing is true and God really is calling the person to religious life and that's why they're uninterested let them go because like I heard this once, I think it was Jackie and Bobby Angel who put it like this. Um, and it was like a video about like, oh, if you have feelings for a seminarian or something, you have to pretend that that person, um, and same for guys, like if the girl's discerning religious life, pretend that girl, pretend that guy already is in a relationship because essentially they are. This sounds weird, but it's kind of like they're dating God. <laughs> if they're even discerning religious life. So imagine that like they're already talking to someone else. You don't want that. You do not want to be someone's second choice. I know that I never wanted to be. And so many times I would still convince myself like it's worth it to reach out to him or it's worth it to talk to him, blah, blah, blah. It's probably because he's just not that into you. And that's okay. It hurts. Do not get me wrong. Cannot tell you how many times I've been put in the friend zone. I'm basically like a manager of a very large section of the friend zone or something at this point. Like I swear. I get it. But at the same time, we can't let it control or ruin our lives or our peace. 
of heart or mind. And that's something that I did for so long because I was like, it's impossible. It's impossible to be just friends, especially if now he's told me that he was like me or that I told him that I liked him. Like, it's just going to change. It's just going to be different. It's just going to be too hard, blah, blah, blah. And maybe that's where you're at with it. If it is, I am speaking directly to you right now, my friend, because here in the last year or so is what the Lord has really revealed to me about being just friends. One, that's a good thing. And it is a necessary starting point. Yes, maybe you meet someone at a bar or at a party or at a mutual something or other and you hit it off and you ask the person out, what have you. That's great. Like, I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, you meet someone, you have to take the first six months just to be friends and get to know them, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not saying you can't date right off the bat. I'm just saying that when you're first getting to know someone, it is so important in the back of your mind, even if you start getting excited and start picturing your future wedding or your future kids, Again, this is very largely a girl thing, I'm sure. But like, even if you start getting really excited and getting your hopes up, like, oh my gosh, this person is just so amazing. And like, what if they're the one? I need you to fight that friend. I need you to fight that with me, but not in a strict sense. I recently was talking with a friend and he was like, Morgan, like, you have to be gentle with your thoughts because like we were talking about being distracted in prayer, but he was like, when you get these thoughts in your mind, like don't fight them so hard because they're going to fight right back. <laughs> if you're gentle with your thoughts and slowly turn them back to the Lord and what the truth is, then you're so much more likely to maintain your peace because you're not like fighting yourself essentially or fighting your feelings. So translating that, yeah, into this situation, you guys, there are so many times where I start talking to someone or know someone and it's just like, he is so cool. Like, oh my gosh, like what if he's the one? Okay, well, <laughs> instead of, continuing down that rabbit hole and looking too far into the future because that's not good for either of you just to gently bring it back and be like lord there is a really cool person in my life right now and i'm not sure why and i don't know where it's going but i just surrender the situation to you and help me to have fun with it right now that is not something <laughs> that comes easy at least for me, it's not something that comes naturally for me because as I've shared at length, I have had like almost my whole life being lived in such a way where I don't start with friendship first and I don't try to steer my thoughts away from the future because I never knew that that was wrong again until recently. But it is because if you meet someone or even just hear about someone, if you immediately jump to Facebook stalking them, social media stalking them, or 
just trying to gain so much information about them from other people before you just get to know them organically, you are setting yourself up to probably look way too far into something. And that's not fair to them because you might learn certain things. Like for example, if you do Facebook stalk someone and there's a picture of this girl with a dog and you're like, oh my gosh, she must love dogs. I love dogs. Like that's something we have in common. You don't know that that's her dog. Like literally, I was on a dating website several months ago and one of my pictures was me with a dog, but it wasn't my dog. It was one of my friends' dogs, but it was just a really cute picture of this dog and of me, I liked to think. So that's why I put it on there. And later I took it down because I was just like, some people are messaging me like, oh my gosh, your dog is so cute. And it's like, it's not my dog. And granted dating websites, can be a little tricky because if you put certain pictures of yourself on there, maybe you are asking for people to like read more into things like, oh, they have a dog or, oh, they have a kid. Um, I know someone who's experienced that because they put a picture of themselves with a baby. And it's like, it wasn't his baby, it was his sister's baby. But like some people like jumped to conclusions and like judged him for that. And it's like, anyway, I think that just goes to show that sometimes we judge people before we get to know them. I so often have judged people before I've gotten to know them. And you guys, it just makes me sick to think about that. I was in adoration not too long ago and I was just crying and journaling as the Lord was revealing to me so many fears that I have surrounding potential relationships, romantic ones, especially. And I was just like, Lord, why, why am I basically being Angelica from Hamilton all the time who like meets Alexander and just immediately judges him on his wealth, on his social status, on his looks, on all of these different things. And then decides in the first two minutes, not worth my time and then ends up regretting it for the rest of her life. <laughs> it's like, why am I doing that? Like, I'm sorry. I know, again, this is just my life story. This is just me sharing my thoughts. I've literally done this. I don't know why, like, people encourage other people to make a list. Like, yes, I know it's good to ask God for things, but I think it is so stupid now that I think about it more, like to make a list of all of these things that I want in a guy and to give that to God. Yes, I know I have heard testimonies of women who were like, as soon as I asked, like the Lord, um, like provided this person for me and he met every single thing on the list. And oh my gosh, it was just amazing. Like you should ask God for that. I'm over here like, no, no. Like thinking about it now, like I have this list guys. And one of my girlfriends and I have recently talked about this because she also has a list and both of us have like 60 plus things on it. I'm just saying like as a woman, like looking at like different guys, thinking about them having such a list and looking at me based off of that list. Oh my gosh. What a turnoff because I'm like, seriously, like, there's no way like, okay, yes, I know that God could have me meet all the things on the guys list, but I'm just like, that feels so 
I don't even know what I'm trying to say, you guys. I get so worked up. That just feels like there's no freedom. Like that feels so forced. Even if you end up meeting someone who's all those things on that list, I'll share an example. The same friend that I'm talking about recently, like had someone reach out to her and be like, I really like you, blah, blah, blah. And even if she was like, I don't really know how I feel about him when she and I talked about it, she was like, Morgan, but he fits everything on this list. It doesn't matter. Someone might, cause now she's like realized she doesn't have feelings for this person. So like looking back now, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it doesn't even matter if the person is everything on your list. There still might not be that spark. There still might not be that conviction. Like I really like this person and I want to be with them. Even if they meet all of these qualifications. So what's the point? Like another thing that I've thought about a lot recently is how Adam didn't need Eve. I heard this on a retreat last summer. Like Adam didn't need Eve. Yes, God made Eve as a helper and lover for Adam. Yes, that was good. But God didn't create like a soulmate for Adam. It wasn't like, oh, there's Adam, there's Eve. They have to be together. Yes, I understand that for the point of the story, for the sake of the story, yes, that is how it worked. But that doesn't mean that it had to be that exact woman. Like God had to start somewhere, yes. But it's not like I am gonna live my whole life just wondering and waiting for my soulmate to pop up when in reality, I might not be created to be married. I believe that I am. I hope that I am. But think about it. Think about all the people who are called to be priests, all the women who are called to be nuns or religious sisters. Think about all the people who are called to the consecrated single life in the world. And yes, then think about all the people who are called to be married. Like God doesn't create us for one and one particular person. Like the Lord has created us for community. And that's all we should learn from Adam and Eve in that regard. Like God puts people in my life. It doesn't have to be like a boyfriend. It doesn't have to be a husband. If the Lord puts people in my life today, those are the people that I am called to love and learn from and vice versa. I'm not waiting my entire life for the helpmate, for the soulmate, for the husband. No, like even if that is eventually part of the plan today, I'm just called to love whoever is in front of me and to receive the love of God through them. Adam didn't need Eve. He just needed someone to love and be in relationship with. And the Lord just happened to choose Eve. So think about it. Like, who has God placed in your life to love right now? Because it doesn't matter whether or not you're attracted to them. It doesn't matter if you or they like reach out and say like, I really like you or whether or not the person pursues a relationship. Like 
you have people in your life for a reason and you might not know the reason until way into the future. But if the Lord has placed them literally in front of you, or even if he's just placed them on your heart or on your mind, they're there for a reason. Maybe it's just to pray for them. Maybe it's to reach out to them. That's something that you have to discern between you and God. But I beg you, whoever the Lord places in your life, in whatever way, shape, or form it is, that you will love them and that you won't let the thought of, am I attracted to them or not, get in the way of that. Be their brother or sister in Christ first and trust that the Lord will take it from there at whatever speed he wills it to, to go at. Sorry, that was poorly worded. I am not perfect, you guys. I am not perfect. These are just my thoughts that I felt called to share. And the last thing in this regard that I wanted to touch on, come Holy Spirit, The last thing that I wanted to just touch on a little bit, talking about being just friends, is that it really is worth fighting for. So even if you have borne your heart to someone and they do not feel that way back, if you really do want to be friends with them, it is worth fighting for. Yes, it might still hurt. And yes, I'm not saying you don't need time to heal. I have only had two times in my life where I have like straight up told a guy who I had been friends with for a long time, like, I really like you. And he was like, I don't feel that way about you. And what did I do? For so long, I let it make me bitter. I let it hurt. And yes, there is a grieving process to that. Again, I'm not saying you don't need time to heal. I know that I did. But then I held on to the hurt for so much longer than I should have. I refused to call to catch up with the person whenever the thought would come to mind because I I just told myself, I don't need another friend or I don't actually need this person in my life and essentially cut them off. Maybe you do need that. I know that there is prudence in pruning some relationships in your life or at least for a time. I get that, I did that. But at the same time, I did that for too long. I pruned too many relationships in my life. And what I was convicted of when I was journaling in adoration, like I was sharing with you earlier, I felt like the Lord is telling me, Morgan, you have missed out on so many great relationships, not even just romantic ones, but just really great friendships and really great conversations because you weren't willing to just be friends. So today, I just really wanna encourage you, whether this is a message that you needed to hear, whether it's something you relate to or not, whether it's something someone else needs to hear, which I really encourage you to share this with any friend that you might think it might be relevant for. Um, Cause I think we all have those friends who are just like, obsessed with guys or obsessed with girls or obsessed with finding that relationship or perfect person or whatever. Like there is so much value to just loving people as people. And I'm not perfect at it. I'm so far from it, you guys, but it's worth it. It is so worth it. And I don't want you to miss out 
on so many things like I have because you're too scared or because you're not willing to try. And the last thought I wanna leave you with is if you died tomorrow, this is something that the Lord and the saints invite us to reflect on a lot, our death actually, because if you died tomorrow, what would you want your last day to look like? Would you need to make up with someone? Would you need to tell someone that you were sorry? Would you just want to reach out to someone and talk to them? It doesn't even have to be because you're interested in them like that. But maybe it's just, wow, I have not caught up with this person in so long for whatever reason. It would just be really cool to catch up with them and hear how they're doing. Do it. Do not be afraid. Because if you died tomorrow, would you have wanted to do that today? And if the answer is yes, then brothers and sisters, be not afraid. Today is the birthday of St. John Paul II. My birthday buddy and just all-time best friend. I love him so much. His motto was be not afraid. Don't worry about what you're going to say. If you feel the need to call someone, if you feel the need to send a text and say that you're sorry or just catch up, do it. Be not afraid. Trust that the Holy Spirit will give you the grace to say whatever needs to be said. Whenever it needs to be done. You can have that hope that no matter what ends up happening with it, if the Lord put it on your heart, you'll be at peace because you responded to that prompting of the Spirit. What is he asking you to do today? All for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks so much for hearing me out and listening to my thoughts on this subject. Seriously, if you learned anything from what I was able to share, please comment below. Let me know, like, what was your favorite part of the video? What did you relate to? Maybe you disagree with me. Maybe you think it's impossible to just be friends with someone. Let me know if you have any advice or encouragement for myself or anyone in this regard. Please, please, I implore you, share it because it's something that needs to be heard. And again, if you haven't subscribed to this channel, please do so below. And I look forward to seeing you guys back again soon. God bless. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.